Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello everyone and welcome to this topical life. Today we have a special guest, Carrie Higgins, who I um, officially just met, I don't know, within the hour. And um, she is just beautiful already inside and out. I'm just so excited to sit down and talk with her. And I know that you guys are going to get so much out of what she has to say. Um, you know, what we're about to talk about is, is not, um, is not easy. Um, Carrie has been through a lot and, um, she has a wealth of experience in, um, loss for sure. But, um, I kind of want to just throw out there before we start talking, um, we're talking about choosing a path that is out of love and not fear and, um, and how much of your life can stem just from living, living that way. Um, and Carrie's experience, and of course I'm going to let her talk about from very beginning, but, um, just to outline a little bit is that Carrie actually lost a daughter, um, her name was Maddie and, um, and I'm not going to say any more, but I'm, we're just going to start from the beginning, but just knowing that Carrie is where she is today is just, is a miraculous, is a miraculous thing. And, um, and in the way that she's gotten to where she is, is very tangible. And it's so clear to her that living in love and not fear is where she is, her is living her true self. And, um, and obviously that plays into so many areas of your life, but today we're going to talk about losing Maddie and how that changed her path and, um, even before, um, losing Maddie. So anyway, here's Carrie, here's Carrie. So Carrie, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, um, Maddie's, you know, how old Maddie was and how your other daughter, you know, just a little bit about yourself. So I was born and raised in Portland and, um, uh, went to high school, grade school, high school, college here. So I'm native Portland, Portlander. Um, Maddie, um, so I have two girls, Mm -hmm. um, Maddie and Hallie and, um, raised the girls, um, by myself from the time they were two and three. So happy single mom. Um, Maddie was 17 when the car crash happened, and Hallie was 15. Okay. And just, like, single mom, let's just give a preface. Like, you know, uh, single mom, you said to me that being a mom is absolutely your gift and call. Like, that is, like, all you ever wanted, right? Yes. Oh, yes. You're, like, the PTA mom in the classroom mom. Well, it wasn't PTA. But okay, I, no, oh, wait, back up. Wait, 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 yeah, wait that wait. into it, okay. Yeah. Uh, did I do the PTA? <laughs> they had those PTA. Well, that's not verifiable. Okay. <laughs> but I was um, the, the room mom in both of my kids' classes. Wow. Um, dual yeah. room mom. And, dual uh, room mom. Dual room mom. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, I loved it. Loved, um, I mean, being a mom was my gig, and um, I couldn't think of a better job and um 
that was my passion. People used to say, well, what's your passion? I'm like, uh, my kids, you know? Yeah. So it, I was, I was born to be a mom. She was born to be a mom. Yep. And, um, and of course with being a mom comes the, uh, you know, being a single mom, that's a whole different realm of things because your attachment to your kids is a little different. Yeah. Like what we were talking about. And then also, um, being the single mom, but also like what every parent lives with is a fear. Oh yeah. Okay. Just, so your experience was, um, you kind of described your relationship with Maddie kind of like fast forward through the years, you know, you're super close. You, you're like the Gilmore Girls yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, it was kind of funny. Just I was thinking about how do I, how would I describe my relationship with with Maddie or and Maddie and Hallie even. And just yesterday, one of her very best friends texted me and said, "Do you watch the Gilmore Girls?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard for me to watch because I used to think of and Maddie and I used to watch it together. Um, but she said, "You know, your relationship with Maddie just reminds me of the Gilmore Girls." And I yeah. thought, "Well, that, that's actually a good a good way to explain it." So yeah, yeah we're very close. Yeah, the times we butted heads sure. because we were so close. You know, Maddie you were was a lot my alike. mini me. Oh my gosh! I mean, Maddie, she looked like me. She she t- talked like me. She she Maddie was yeah. She was kind of a she she was a mini me. She was uh, yeah yeah. And it and sometimes it would really it was difficult because I sort of knew what she was going to do before she was going to do it, and that really irritated her. Yeah yeah. That's when it started. Yeah. So when did it start getting a little bit hairy, like just in the yeah, I mean, tweeny yeah, tweeny it's... times were were difficult. I mean, Maddie was always a very you know precocious young kid. I mean, she she was always the you know the the one who knew it all, and she was the leader of the pack, and she was you know when she was in a room, everybody knew it, and she was you know that yeah. kind of kid, which um, you love. Oh my you gosh, want that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So up until they have a will, then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. It was interesting because <laughs> it is um, when she was about well, when she was seventeen, I was actually writing her letter about being willful. Um, oh, okay. I never got to give it to her, but um, I was writing, you know, yeah, a letter. She was very willful. Willful. Yeah. Um, strong. Strong. A lot like her mama. A lot like her mama. Yeah. And you mentioned, which I think is super sweet, is that you guys were so close, she would even climb in bed with you at night, and you guys had just like a bond, a oh, special yeah. bond. We did, yeah. And I know a lot of single parents as well, and it's like there is a special bond. Yeah, yeah. Um, they say, you know, don't be best friends with your kid or that kind of stuff. But I think when you're a single mom, there's just a dynamic there that is just so far deep that, you know, it's beyond that. It it is. I mean, as independent as she was in some ways, and she was, she was also very dependent. And, um, I'm not sure that she slept in her room I don't know, more than 25 times. Yeah. It was, you know, she would always sneak in my room. Even when she was mad, she would sneak in my room and in my bed and sleep with me. And it's, I had a big bed, but, um, you know, it's, it's comfort. It, it, yeah. You're yeah. Take that in away. a world that's scary. Yeah. It's a scary world. And, um, yeah, we were, we were very close that way, you know. Yeah. And, um, I remember, I mean, both Hallie and Maddie would, they would sleep in my room and they would, you know, when they were getting, when they got bigger, it was, well, who gets to sleep with mom? They alternate every, every other night. One slept on a mattress on the floor. They would go back. I mean, it was, and I kept thinking, when is this so going to end? They're sweet. so cute. I know. Yeah. And then I think when Hallie was about maybe 13, 14, she finally was like, I'm out. And, she, you know, she started sleeping in her room. And, and Maddie just never did, you know. And, I, yeah. and, you know, again, for, 
I kept thinking, I'm not, I'm not stopping it, you know? Right. (laughs) It's almost like, I've kind of, like, as you're talking, it's almost like the stronger kids. Yeah. It's like the stronger, like, more independent kids are actually more needy in that way. Oh, yeah. Is that true? I think so. I think so. It was a huge gift to me because I just remember, like, for as, like you said, for as strong as they were and sometimes for as maybe stinkerish as they are. Yeah, you know, so right. I would just look at her and think, oh my God, she's so angelic when she's sleeping, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was this, I mean, it was, it was a gift. It was, I mean, to me, it was this gift, you oh, know? Yeah. And again, and then I'm like, oh, she still needs me. She's still, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. I mean, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I find that, that almost like the more stronger these kids, like just, I mean, they're being strong 24 seven. And then just those brief times where at night, they just need to recharge or something. I think so. You know, like oh, that. I totally think quiet, so. Quiet. Yeah. Don't need to say a word. Just come in. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's funny because there was a. Did you you know like that thunder or lightning storm oh, that was yeah. just recent? You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm from Texas. So I know thunderstorms. Like you know whatever. But I was awake and I was like, which kid is gonna come in here? Like someone's gonna come in here. I got three. Um. And uh, it ended up being my eighth grader. <laughs> never yeah my oldest boy he comes in and is just like can I lay here with you I was just like sure we have a queen size bed so it was like okay yes (laughs) and I just looked over at him I was just like oh my gosh how precious like he's not gonna like the fact that I just announced that to the world but it's just yeah I have a right at this point you know I'm I can scream it to the world Mm -hmm. you know it's like that is precious, precious. in your mind. It's so absolutely. Until yeah. you're out the door, yeah. you're mine. You're under my roof. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to your story. Um, so this Gilmore girl type relationship, super close, super bonded. All three of you girls. It was always the three, Hallie, Carrie, um, and Maddie. And so things started to get a little hairy as they get older, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I guess fear, even more fear in parenting, more losing control is entering the picture. And then things escalated to her wanting to go live with her dad. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think, and that's your fear, I think, as a, as a the mom. Abandonment. Yeah. I mean, it's like you give abandonment. Yeah. I mean, you give your life, right? I mean, Everything you are, do. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like I had him every day but four days a month. You know what I mean? It's every like, day but four days a month? Yeah. So I, Okay, that's a lot. Their, yeah, their dad had him every other weekend. Okay. And you know what? I mean, I would have had him <laughs> more <laughs> than that. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and you know what? It, it, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was it was, it was was amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you you know, I'm the, I'm the disciplinarian, right? I'm the mom, I'm the dad every day. I'm the one sure. who has to lay down the gauntlet. I'm the, you know, um, so, um, you know, um, and did I do everything perfect? Uh, uh, no, right, <laughs> you right. know, and I did parent out of fear a lot. Um, you know, I, I didn't, and this is no excuse for the mistakes that I made, but I didn't have anybody saying, hey, let's chill it out a little bit or, you know, right. to balance well, no things out. no ideas to bounce off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I made some mistakes. I, I I lost my temper. I, you know, I, um, I, I, I wish there were some, I wish I could have do-overs for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, 
um, yeah, it came down to uh, Maddie was um, 17. 17. 17. I mean, I was a nightmare at 17. I was a nightmare 16, 17, 18. My gosh. I mean, shoot, I. I forged my my mom's signature to get into Mexico, and you know, at, oh my at God. seventeen. I mean, I was, you know, <laughs> could you do that today? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was way worse than Maddie. I mean, yeah. So I mean, anything she did, uh, hello, I did. So I was, I mean, I was one step ahead of her, but um, um, this particular night, I had checked her grades and. They were, I mean, they went from A's and B's to like D's and F's. And I was like, uh, hello. And I'm pretty sure I s- screamed from upstairs to downstairs like, what the hate you? Yeah. Woo! You know, and, and uh, you know, I was like, we need to talk about this. What's going on? You yeah. know, I mean, I was beside myself. I mean, right. this is not the kid, you know. I mean, I had, we had standards, right, in our house. And I had already taken, um her car away, grounded from her car, and I can't remember why, um, what, what the reasons were, but I, and I said to her at the time, if you can't, for whatever reason, whatever, I can't remember what the, what the deal was, but I remember saying very specifically, if you can't, um, you know, follow these rules, then you're not going to drive a car. This is, you know, thousands of pounds. This, this is, this is a, a killer. Like you, you can't yeah. follow the rules here, then you're not going to drive, you know, this, this, this is a killing machine, right? Right. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? It's like you're going in a battle out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and this is before I knew anything about, you know, driving safety or anything, but, um, and so, um, and then the next thing I took away her phone. I mean, there was just, and, and I, again, I don't really remember the details of, of what was, what was happening. Um, at the time, but this, this last thing that happened were, were the grades and they were hideous. And, um, and so, I mean, it was like, okay, I'm out. Like, and she, you know, what else was I going to take away? I mean, she didn't have her car. She didn't have her phone. Right. And right. so she's like, I'm outie. So, um, you know, she went to her dad's and, um, and you know, you kind of just had to, it was tough. I mean, do I wish her dad would have said, you get your booty back to your mom's? Yeah, I do. But again, I, that's, that's, I, I'm, I so he was like, go. so he was just like open arms, like, come well, to yeah. dad. Yeah. And again, I mean, we didn't see eye eye on parenting either. So, okay. I mean, we, we didn't, um, um, and, and I've, I've, we've had to let that go. I mean, right. I, you know, um, I, I wish we parented, um, I wish we were better friends and I wish that we could have parented better better together right. it was better together co-parented but, better right um so um but we didn't um so if, for him it was um yay maddie's here yeah <laughs> you know yeah um and so there wasn't a lot of communication right. um and there wasn't a lot of um uh let's let's try and get figured out what is going on yeah let, let's figure this out let's right. communicate let's you know it was there wasn't any of that. So, um, so was that, that hard? Was that. On, was that hard on Hallie? Yeah, it was very hard on Hallie. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, it also, it, things were kind of tumultuous. I mean, it was, it was, it was escalating. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it wasn't, Maddie and I were kind of going head to head. I mean, it was a, it was a time that there was a lot of, it was pretty tumultuous in our house because again, this is sort of the third thing that had happened. Yeah. And so time. Yeah. yeah it was in just... a way it was, you know, I mean, it, it, it kind of brought some peace to the house. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I don't say, I mean, 
when I talk about this, I don't want it to sound like, I mean, Maddie was not a bad person. Oh my right, gosh. You know right, what I mean? Right, oh right, right, right. No, she's. Oh my gosh. She was 17. Yes. Right? She was a strong 17. Strong 17. Oh my gosh. Yes. And had, but had so much good, so much good. Of course. Right. But, um. She was 17. But she was 17. God. I mean, I remember. 17 I'm, is hard. 16, it is 17. Hard. I mean, you just, I mean, your brain's not fully developed. You're, you're just, it's just a hard, it's a hard age and right. The, the key is to get through it. <laughs> I just feel like when parents get to this point, it's like, you're just holding your breath. It, exactly. You hold on, you hold on. You're just like, there's, everything's just falling apart and you're holding your breath, waiting for the next such section of their life. And then on top of that, letting them go, it's like fly away bird. Right. And you're like, hoping they don't it's crash. So like true. it's just, Oh, but I this can't. is where that the fear and the sure. love. I mean, this is yeah. where it's like you, you know, it, it's. I think you were desperate. I think at that point oh. you're just like hands in the air. Fine, yeah. go to your dad's. Just take a breath. Yeah, let's all take a breath. Let's all take. But a breath. But I did. It's interesting because I had a panic attack that next day, I, and I'll never forget right where I was in my bedroom, and Hallie was up there doing something, and I literally fell to the ground, and I said out loud, "She's gonna die," because I was kind of the one that always. I mean, again, I. They were always with me. I was yeah. the one who kind of raised her in. You raised them from the time they were like two and fully. Three. Oh yeah, like oh, okay. Um, so they were they were fully yours, just yours when they were two and three. You said mm-hmm. okay, yeah. yeah. So for, so you just know the ins and outs, their breasts, their everything. Yeah, yeah. More than probably. Yeah. So you had a panic attack and you had a thought. You thought right, she... I just like fell to the ground and I was just, just crying, like sobbing. And I just, I'm like, oh my God, like she, she she's going to die. Like, and it's not like I, I'm like I kept her on a choke chain or anything, you know? Yeah. But I, I was the one, like I knew, like I, I was, I knew where she was most of the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, except for when she wasn't where she was supposed to be. But right. you know, like I, I remember, you know, this one this one event, it was a, like a Christmas formal and she's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to be here. And, da, 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 and I remember like watching her trying to like, well, actually you're not here. You know? Oh but yeah. This is before she knew that like we could like track her and I'm like, actually you're not. And so, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Tell me where you are. Yeah. Well, I can oh, see right where I'm like, no, actually you're on the waterfront. No, actually you're having Chinese food here. Actually, you know, and actually I know who I, and exactly, what and where. exactly where you are. You know, I mean, <laughs> these poor kids now, like we know exactly. Yeah. They're not going to get away <laughs> with much. Tracking. That's, I think that's when tracking first came out and I didn't even know like a tracker. Like I'm like, Oh look, this phone's telling you right where you are. Right. And I think I didn't even know what tracking was. And I'm like, well, your phone's telling me right. Well, now they are. have it so that you're like, you can follow the actual heads. Like you can oh, like on Snapchat. It's like that. Yeah. But they also have on one, I don't know. Someone just showed me where like you can literally physically see them driving. Like, Oh my gosh. And their heads, like they have a picture that you put in the app of their head. It's like a pinpoint, you know, oh, and they're wow. like this. It's like, oh, I can see you're on I-205 now, or, oh, you're on, oh my I gosh. mean, just. It's ew. like you can run, Sometimes but I don't you wanna... Yeah, ride. exactly. So you were <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like I, I kept her contained, you know, a yeah. bit. And, and, and at and that point. You... you know, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, my God, I have no control. Like, I, I, I have nothing. Like I, I, you know, and I had to let her go. I mean, I didn't have any choice. She was there. Right. I mean, that moment when you had the panic attack of like, she's going to die. That was like, do you think that that was like a, 
Like, because every parent is just worries that their kid might die. Right. Right? Yeah. So, but you kind of, I almost kind of feel like it was something a little bit deeper for you. Like, oh, yeah. what, do you think it was like a, because we all have thought. It wasn't just a fleeting thought. I mean, I was, I literally fell to the ground on my knees. Like, and, and I don't have panic attacks. Like, I don't have, that's not like a normal thing for me. I'm not like a panic attacker, you know. I mean. Um, you just had this gut feeling? Or was it yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe it was abandonment. Maybe some of it was abandonment or whatever. And it's just that I knew that I could keep, I mean, I, like, I know my kids. Like, I could, yeah, I kept. You know, as long I, as they're home, they're contained. Yeah, and you know they were. They, I mean, I, I you know, Mike lived in Portland, and and it was, you know, so it was a, a ways away, and like this is a small community, West Lynn, right? And so when I mean, I would pick them up and drop them off at school, and you know, yeah, because Maddie was didn't have her car, and you know, like when she was grounded from a car, I would be the one that would drive or whatever, and so. Um, It was, it was very strange. I mean, it was, I want to say it was mother's intuition, but I mean, it, I mean. You just had this weird gut, you know, I don't know what it was. It, right, it, was, it was just something. It was, it was, I, I don't know. And then I just remember getting up, you know, getting up from that. And I think Hallie helped me up and she, you know, just hugged me, hugged me through it. And, was, you know, because we didn't know what it was. Was it just, you know, was it that fear of abandonment? Was it just, you know, I mean, was it. I mean, missing Maddie, it was everything. I mean, it's just, I mean, the, again, weren't your worst, at that point, one, one of your worst nightmares, right? That you're you, a single mom raising these two kids and, oh my gosh, they want to, they want to leave. They want to leave. I mean, I, yeah, so. Well, and I mean, we, I don't know the statistics, but I think that there's a statistic out there saying if you're divorced at one point, the kid wants to go live with the the other, parent. the other parent, and it's usually around that time. Probably, it's usually yeah. around that time, and um, it's just a normal process that these kids go through. Yeah. So it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it's not surprising to a lot of people, but for you, that when yeah. you've had them like that, there's no describing that. Yeah. It's just you just know, and yeah. so um, I've had some things personally happen where I felt like um, when something bad was going to happen, that there was a preparation a little bit. And I'm only able to look back and think, I think that was the first seed of like the process of what I was going to have to deal with. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned, I mean, I'm just kind of putting some of the pieces together, but like, um, you kind of, you kind of had this moment where it was like you and Hallie and you had this moment of not having Maddie around mm -hmm. prior to her passing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there, there was, I don't know, two, two or three weeks that she was with her dad, right? And so... So this was... So, so she was only there for like two or three weeks before mm -hmm, she passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And looking back, I think, again, she, because she slept with me every night, right? She yeah. came in bed every night. And I, I think, gosh, you know, was that God's way of preparing me to not be with her? Was that... You know, was that a transitional period? Like she was here, right, on Earth, yeah, but not here. And during that time, I actually, I wrote her and I wrote her a letter. Mm -hmm. I wrote her an email, and I remember, I remember it so vividly. Um, I, like, I was really, you know, I went through this super angry stage with her. Um, again, feeling abandonment, feeling like. 
you know, you, you little turkey, like, you know, again, what are you, what are you doing? Like, and, and she was trying to hurt me, right? She, I hurt her. I took her car away. I took her phone away. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I, I yelled at her, you know? Um, so she was trying to hurt me. Right. So, and she knew that this would hurt me going to live with dad. Right. Um, so, so I, I wrote her this email and was kind of, you know, I, I don't remember what it said, but it was, it was a, a harsh mom email. It's like, get, get your, get your bleep together, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. um, you know, you, 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 this is not you, these grades, this is, this is, and, and, and why are you trying to hurt me? And this, you know, just kind of like, this is not, you know, it just, it was a, a I don't, I don't know that it was harsh, but it, it definitely wasn't it wasn't pure love by any means, you know, it was definitely a, an email that was, um, I was, it was written out of, it was probably controlling a bit. It was written out of fear. It was, it was, um, just not loving. And I remember getting ready to love, you know, mom sign it. And then I literally, my fingers kind of just backspaced over the whole thing. I just deleted the whole thing and just wrote, I miss you, Maddie. I love you. I can't wait for you to come home. Love, Mom. Oh, just love that. You know, just, just something super simple like that. And it was pure love. Pure love. And then I went and wrote a little note on her bed and, you know, just, we've missed you. Welcome home. Um, and um, that was not, that was not totally me by any means. Right, right. Because, I, again, I was That was an out-of-body experience. It was. I'm like, who <laughs> am I? Like, yeah. who? is this mama um I mean kind of the mom I always wanted to be but like who am I you know because again my worst parenting nightmare to to date had just happened yeah to date um and um but I was trying to give her some time right I I mean I wanted her home I didn't want to push her further away by by um by being I was trying to do something that she didn't ex- wouldn't have expected, right? Because she would have expected me to come at her. Right. And I was hoping that her dad was talking to her um, and um, hitting on the points that he should have been hitting on, you know, yeah. grades and and accountability and so on. And um, again, there wasn't any communication there, but I was hoping that was happening, right? Yeah. And um, I still don't know, but I hope it was. Yeah. And I'm 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 going to I'm going to assume it was. So I was just I thought well. I'm just going to love on her and certainly didn't think that would be our last, um, communication, but I'm sure glad it was. Yeah. Those are the last words that Maddie ever read from, you know, ever read, um, from a mom. Wow. And, um, I'm sure glad that I wrote that because the last words that would ever have been spoken or that she ever would have communicated would have been that last night that she left the house, which were not pretty words, right? They weren't, they were, you were in, we were, we were in fight mode. Yeah, fight <laughs> mode and all that. Yeah. But this had been, when you wrote that email, how long had that been then? Like a week or two after she left? Probably, yeah. A, was it a week? Probably about a week. Okay, so then a week, and then it was the next week. She. I think she was gone for three weeks, probably okay. total. It was three weeks of total. And then, um, but then, so that was, so that was like another, that looking back, that's like a miraculous thing. Oh, because that is completely not like you in that time period. No. So I think change was starting to happen. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, yeah. And and I remember, like, yeah, I remember going on this run. Probably the last run I've gone on. 
<laughs> that last run. That last run. <laughs> and um, listening to this, um, I can't remember who the who the author was, but this um, this book on on tape and and uh, and it was it was just about parenting out of love and you know and I'm like I've, I've got this I've got this and I, like something had to change in me and I'm like I'm gonna change for Maddie you know and this yeah. is during that period where she was gone like I'm gonna learn something I'm gonna and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change the way I parent I'm going to like if like something's she's not gonna expect it when she comes back like she's not gonna expect like I'm gonna take this time and I'm going to I'm going to become you yeah. know and um and not because not because I was a horrible parent because I wasn't no but because there's certainly room for improvement and because I parented out of fear and um I was going to change um and when she came back offer her something different yeah so that we didn't have we didn't get to the point that we got to so um so that that didn't happen again yeah you know and then the email and that was the first step in that direction and she she did read that Mm -hmm. and um it was a sweet email and then not shortly after that how did it all happen like the the crash the crash yeah so um so you're but she was living in portland with your ex Mm -hmm. but it happened and it did so she was working a softball tournament here in west lynn when it happened okay Mm -hmm. so let's start from the, she got in the email and what were the, like you had talked to her probably no we had you had no, not talked no communication Mm-mm. okay so at this point you literally had not talked she had gotten the email mm-hmm. and that was literally the words there was a read a read receipt on the email so i could tell that she had read it okay yeah. so let's start from the actual happening yeah so um yeah hallie and i were making dinner um okay. the night the evening that it happened and um, it's, we both had our phones turned off because we were having this, making this wonderful dinner. And, and then we both kind of snuck, snuck a peek on our phones and our phones were blowing up. And um, there were all these Twitter notifications on how, I, I don't get Twitter, but all these Twitter notifications on Hallie's phone, praying for Maddie. Praying oh for, my gosh. Before that's you... how we found out. What? Yeah. Praying for Hayden, praying for Maddie. Um, blah 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 and um yeah so um and it said praying for Hayden and did it and now Maddie's half-sister um Mike's remarried and okay th- so their daughter's name is Hayden and I thought Maddie was with Hayden like I thought she was right like we didn't know anything so I'm right. like oh my god Maddie's with Hayden like I we didn't know anything like we I, I didn't know anything did you even know she was in West Lynn no Okay, so you didn't even know she was in local to where you were, because okay, okay, so no, and so um, I then it was kind of all a blur, and then you know friends started coming around and down, and I mean the phone started blowing up. It, it was just a kind of a crazy time, and then I ran up and. Um, to my neighbor's house, who's a Clackamas County Sheriff, and um, I feel like I broke their door down. I don't know. Yeah. And um, he got on his radio and started to find out what was going on. And we found out that it was Hayden, the driver, who was a friend of Maddie's. <clears throat> and um, 
we, we waited for a couple of hours. They were extracting Maddie for a couple of hours. Um, and so someone, so someone contacted you, but you, no, you had to contact somebody to say, where's my kid? Um, or we know at that point we knew that it was Maddie. Well, at that point we knew that it was Maddie and, um, I think what happened was is that somebody, one of the witnesses at the scene, sent a Twitter out, and who the hell does that? God. Yeah, and there were there That's were photos. Frustrating. And, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just okay. So I didn't know that part. So you finally well, just... and then there were I think that there were Tualatin Valley. I I don't know how it went, but there were pictures out super early, and yeah, it was just it was a really awful way to find out. Yeah, that's not fun. No. 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 So you found out, and then you're kind of waiting. Yeah, so we're waiting. And by the way, we live really, we just live down the street. So we're watching, you know, life light fly over our house, basically. And we don't, you know, we don't know what to do. Like, we're, we, we can't go up there. The streets are blocked. We, you know, <clears throat> and. Were you just, like, in shock? Oh, I mean, I was, I'm vomiting, like, on my, yeah, I'm shock. I am just, I'm literally. I mean, not, it, it was terrible. I mean, it's, just, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's complete shock. Um, for a word for it, but there is really no word for no it. There's no word for it. I yeah. mean, and I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I don't think I, I cried then at all. I mean, cause you're just like, this isn't happening. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not, out of body. It, it's out of body. Yeah. It's like, and you don't think like this can't like, sh- this can't possibly be happening. Like this can't possibly be happening. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then a couple hours, I mean, I think we're there for a couple of, couple of hours before we knew what hospital she was going to be at. And then we, um, um, she was life-lighted to Emmanuel. She went into surgery. Um, what ended up, and then they came out and basically told us how sick she was. What ended up killing her was her carotid artery. Carotid artery. Carotid artery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, artery, artery, yeah. So she was like her face was perfect. Like it was. I mean, she, um, she was unscathed. Like it was. I mean, she was beautiful. Like she, um, it was when when they let us see her finally. I mean, it was almost. I mean, with the exception of the breathing tubes. Uh, and everything I mean it was almost hard to believe that I mean how how could she be gone how could she be gone she was so peaceful and so beautiful and her makeup was on point like it was oh my god it was and her makeup on point was really important to her because she was really good with makeup <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and so it was like really hard to believe that this how could sh- this be happening and so you basically were just like, wake up. Let's go yeah. home. Come on. Come on, babe. Yeah. Let's, let's just go it. home. Yeah. So, um, oh my God. when they told us that they took her into surgery and they didn't use any medication, then we knew. Because Maddie had the pain tolerance of a flea. I mean, she just, like, <laughs> you know. So, when, so we knew at that point, And they basically, there's, there's a certain protocol that you, that they do for under 18 and over 18. And, and basically, um. I mean, she was brain dead at that point, but they have to do this 24-hour protocol where they test, they do extra testing and stuff, and and they don't kind of call it for 24 hours, if that makes yeah. sense. So, um, had but, she been older, then it would have been a yeah. done deal. Yeah. So, 
what hap- how the crash happened was they were going down a hill, right? Mm-hmm. And then just lost control. He- he- uh, a boy named, well, a boy was driving mm-hmm. and they were friends and he was driving down a hill, right? Yeah, it wasn't really a hill. Like, what it- caused the crash? Speed. So they, they think okay. that he was going about 90, 95 miles an hour. 95 miles an hour in a what? 20? Yeah, I think that's the suggested speed up there. Yeah. So it was on a, like a hill, hill, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Or? Well, so was there, was a, there was a bump. So okay. So maybe he was, um, I don't know, they call it hill hopping. Um, I mean, we don't know. I mean. Sure. There's no definitive. There's no, yeah. There's no definitive. But it was speed. And it so, speed. I mean, okay. they wouldn't. Um, there's a There was a crash reconstruction that I've watched several times about the crash. Um, Clackamas County did a really good crash reconstruction, but basically that he overcorrected. He hit, he hit gravel when he was speeding and overcorrected and then um, basically spun out and the car was sheared in half. The car was sheared in half? Sheared in half. There's a photo of a, at the a telephone pole literally and separated the car. It was basically butterflied. So they ran into a telephone pole. A telephone pole. Okay. And then... So both kids end up dying. Yeah. And um, you're in hysterics. So this was in 2014, mm-hmm. right? So just five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Wow. And you're lived to tell the story. My God. You're here I'm thriving here. and getting just one step at a time. Yeah, sometimes I don't know if I'm thriving. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm living. I'm I'm living on, and and because that's what Maddie would want, right? I mean, yeah, that's what we do. And I have another daughter that that needs her mama, and that needs me to be um, living my best life. And this is right. So at that point, when so she's gone, and then you know, I guess you were. What was it like to? go back with Hallie like and just start over oh geez or not even start over yeah. but just like okay this is my reality now yeah and then your ex-husband I mean was did he was he was he like what the like was he like in just shocked too like were y'all talking about it we you know there wasn't a lot of conversation about it okay um I think we both dealt with it in different ways um <clears throat> So how did it, so like, how did you cope? Like how, what did you just, what did it look like for you? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first off, when you're in the hospital, you're in this, you're in a hospital bubble, right? I mean, I had no idea what was going on outside of the hospital because you're in a hospital bubble, right? And then it's the strangest thing as you're walking out of the hospital, it's your first kind of foray into the before me and the after me, right? You are in a different life. You're officially in a different life. Your lens is completely different. Completely different. So, um, yeah. So now it's the after me. Who am I after? And I am a different me. And we're all different me, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're all, we all are now officially, it's the before crash and the after crash okay. us. Um, so, um, so at that moment, when you're walking out of the hospital, you're like, this is my new life. Yeah. Okay. And... Did you have support? You know what? I have the most amazing friends. I, I, I'll tell you, to, for me, the, the beauty in, in, in the community, this community was amazing. This community of West Lynn and, and, and my friends. I have, you know, I never once set foot in the, 
in the um, funeral home. I had friends that went and picked up the ashes. I had friends that did the did hard things for me so that I didn't have to do them. I mean, yeah. you know, I that planned, you know, that made the calls for the the memorial. That did. I mean, I I, I have such amazing friends who sat in darkness with me um, that didn't that that didn't make me be anything other than what I was feeling or, you know, that didn't ask anything of me or that didn't push me into, um, a different phase of grief than where I was, you know? And, and that's so important. Um, I will say there, I lost some people along the way, Mm -hmm. some family along the way, because it's really hard for certain people to watch you grieve. And I made a very, very conscious decision, um, to sit in my grief. I, when Maddie was in the hospital, I said to her, I'm a very good compartmentalizer. I've compartmentalized pain my whole life. And I said to her, I'm not going to compartmentalize this. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel you. I'm not going to put this in a drawer and do out of sight, out of mind. I am going to feel this and I'm going to work through this and I'm going to figure out how to keep you in the forefront of my mind and my heart and go through life. And I had no idea how I was going to do that, but yeah. I, I, I made a promise to her um, because in historically, <laughs> hard things that, you know, I literally could put them in a drawer, pretend like it didn't happen, shut up. Yeah. That, you well, know. and some of that has to do with survival. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. But I had to survive mm-hmm. and keep her in yeah. the forefront, right? Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's, that's been a challenge and, and I had to really work hard to figure out how to do that and again some people don't I mean there's people who are like why is she posting this on social media why is you know why why does she have birthday parties for her dead daughter you know why does she release lanterns I mean I mean (laughs) why does she it's like well you lose someone all of a sudden you get judged no matter what you do no matter what you do sometimes it's family and you know what I've you know I've had to unfortunately let them go and and not it again out of love i i love myself yeah so uh and i don't it's like please don't judge me and so i i've learned that again it's i'm not i'm not afraid i'm not afraid to let that go i'm not afraid to let certain people go i've gained way more people in my life than i've yeah. had to let go um and i'm i'm i am just so i would say community Communities, how Community. I've gotten through it. I mean, have I've done? I've isolated as well. I mean, I spent a lot of time initially isolating. Um, I kind of go back and forth between isolating and 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 letting people in. I, I think that's kind of normal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard. I, I say like the the hardest question in the world is how many kids do you have? Um, so going out and meeting new people sometimes is really difficult. And I'll tell you why. That's how many kids do you have? That's not the hard question. It's because I always say two. Yeah. What, the hard questions follow that because that it doesn't usually stop at how many kids do you have. It's well, well how old are they? And I can use I can get through that one. Seventeen. Uh, well, no, I I well, say her current age. So okay. I'll say I'll say twenty um twenty and twenty two. What are they doing now? Where are they at? Okay. That one, oh. I'm like, 
and I just had this happen the other day um, where someone's like, what are they doing? I'm like, well, Hallie's in college at, um, at Oregon State, and, and Maddie, sh- uh, and literally I stopped, and I was like, um, uh, well, she, uh, and then I was like, I'm going to go get some, and literally it, and then I stopped and I said, I'm sorry, I, my daughter passed away. I, I know you probably think she's in prison or something, but by the way, <laughs> you literally have no words. I, well, cause here's the thing, you, you don't, and she's like, oh my God, it's, cause you, you almost, to, cause you, you almost feel, them, you don't yeah, you're an empath, you're yes. an empath. You're already well, feeling what they're feeling before you even say stops, it, and yet you're the one that's the one that lost the. Because yeah, it stops the conversation and it turns a really lovely conversation into. I'm sorry, but you don't necessarily want to hear it. You're I don't living your life. I, you're I don't, like, and I don't want to be known as the bereaved mom. I want to be known as I mean, Maddie's mom for always, Maddie and Ellie's mom. But I don't want to be known as the bereaved mom, and I don't want to stop a conversation that's tracks. And I don't. So kind of sometimes I kind of don't love to go to parties where I have to meet new people and so sometimes it does leave me isolated and not kind of I mean I'm kind of an introvert anyway but I will say that it's um it's my introvertedness has <laughs> gotten a bit worse because yeah, yeah I, I I don't I mean I don't want to get a t-shirt that says <laughs> my daughter died <laughs> my daughter died what, <laughs> here, or maybe I'll make a card that kind of like in case you want I know, know what okay what is it that we can do I know. to solve this? It's seriously. Like, what can you do? I mean, let's just think about this for a second. Um, for well, more this information. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing, is that you're keeping her alive. Right. That's your mission. Right. You told her that you're going to do that. Yeah. That's what you're doing. I mean, maybe just even saying, you know, my daughter isn't present here, but she's present I don't know. I know. There, I'm sorry. I have. I have. She's present here. Yeah. I have here. scripted this. I don't every which way you can imagine, and it's still as uncomfortable as. Hey. I mean, it's right. so hard. I know. It's, there's no good way. There's there no, good, no way. good way. It stops the conversation, and people are like, "Oh, okay. Well, nice meeting you. Let me over here. You know what I mean? It's just. It's weird. I'm just like in shock. I'm just in paralyzed thinking about it because yeah. it's like, yeah, what do you? Yeah, like Paige had a party a couple, like, you know, a month ago, and, and I didn't know, which, we have kids my age, and then she has all her little kids, and literally within 15 minutes, I met these people, three people, three people, very kind people, Sure, asked the same questions, and I'm like, I- I'm out, like, your friends are lovely, I, I, I mean, in a... It's Thank you, just, uh, but I can't. Yeah, like, I can't. Yeah, you know, I and, would, and that's not bad, right? No, my God, they're no, lovely. You just walk and away. You, it's, it's not. Yeah, and like I'm just gonna go watch Judge Judy. I mean, you yeah, know? your your lens is different. Yeah, and it's not that. I mean, I give them. My God, they're not doing anything wrong. They're right, lovely. But then, I, yeah, I can't. Like I, yeah. So if you think something, let me know. Okay, is it kind of like the feeling though? Is see, I would I I would want more validation about my reaction to that and just wanting to walk away and being okay with that rather than having to explain it. Because it, since the explaining is never gonna yeah. change, that's there's no words for it, right? Yeah. But you being okay with being more isolated at times is fine. Yeah. So I feel like I want more validation about the isolation being a good thing. Yeah, and I think most people are. It's okay like saying with it. it's like saying, okay, well, like it's like saying you don't have a leg and someone's asking you to go run a marathon, right? Or yeah. that's might be a bad example, but your appendage is off, right? 
she's a part of you, she's off. Yeah. So you, there are things you just can't do. Right. Yes, and I think that is that uh, right? like Paige wasn't upset that I went home. I mean, no, no, no. So no. I mean, I think that yes, I do get the validation. But on the other hand, I will say it kind of keeps me lonely. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a loneliness to that too, because yeah. you know, I go home and it's like, okay, and it's just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you're in transition too. Yeah. Because you, Hallie's gone. Yeah. So yeah, I'm an empty nester. Hallie is you're an empty nester. So yeah. that's a whole transition in and yeah. of itself. I do have a little dog that pees and poops everywhere. But, yeah, that hasn't you know. been potty trained. <laughs> but it's super cute. Yeah, it's super cute. So, so you're still working that out yeah, in your it's head. Still, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I... Well, and Paige has the two littles. Yeah. Shout out to Paige. <laughs> She's going to come on here sometime. Yeah, she we're gonna, is. We're going to walk her on here. But she... So she's got the olders, mm-hmm. which are match your ages, mm-hmm. and then she's got the younger. So she's not quite in right. that transition yet, fully. Right. Fully, yeah. So, um, because I know even that, like, just being empty nester in and of itself is isolating anyways. Oh, yeah. So you're in a right. double whammy. Oh, yeah. Yay so, me. Yay you. <laughs> but you, but you're handling it very well. No, I mean, like I said, good thing I'm an introvert. Like if I was an extrovert and sitting at home alone, like, that'd be terrible. Right. But I mean, it's no, okay. and, and I'm okay. And you know what? And again, I, I do go out I'm, and I have lovely friends. I mean, I have amazing friends. Um, and, uh, so maybe, I don't know. It all works out. And, it all and again, works out. I'm also living life a, slower at a slower pace than I ever have. I mean, I remember when I was raising kids, I would look at my couch and go like, why do they even make couches? Who sits on couches? I have never sat on the couch raising kids. I yeah. literally would think, I don't know that I've ever sat on that couch. And now I love my couch. Yeah. Like, I get a lot of use out of that couch. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm approaching life a, a lot slower than I ever have. I'm taking, I mean, I take, I'm sitting in, like, I, I I'm just, I, I sit in it. I, I like, I, I'm not trying to outrun grief, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been outrunning grief. I've I've marinated in it, and and that doesn't mean um, I've let it overtake me by any means. I but I'm I marinate in it, and then out of it comes love. It's like this great love story, right? I mean, yeah. my 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 story of Maddie isn't this horrible grief. It's what's the love that's come out of the grief. And, you know, we're depositing, we're still continuing to deposit little, you know, Maddie in the world. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's, it's not going to ruin me. It's, it, yes, I have holes in my heart. I always have holes in my heart. Um, but she would want me to con- find joy. And she would want me to live my, the best life I can. Yeah. I live a parallel life for sure. I mean, there's this part of me who cannot wait to run to heaven and see her yeah you know and then there's this part of me who I want to live this super long life because I want to see all my grandbabies that Hallie's going to give me and you know and I love that girl like there's no tomorrow my god I love her so I mean there's you know there's this parallel life and I'm I'm you know comfortable with both of course I want to live a great big long life um but I also I mean I can't wait to get my arms around Maddie again you know so yeah um you know you're it's a it's a parallel life for sure yeah I would, I would bet. I definitely bet that. Um, so through your process too, you mentioned that, um, like with the whole bitter and better thing, you know, like at one point during your grief, 
So, I mean, you've only been at this for five years. Right. Which isn't super long. No. Um, so I'm just saying, um, like you at one point decided to take the path that wasn't bitter because there were things tied to the crash as well. Just like being mad at a family or, you know, she, um, Maddie was the passenger, not the driver. Mm -hmm. Um, there was just a lot of things that you could, you, I, I think as human nature is like, we want to blame something mm -hmm. to help us feel, um, to help us through that, you know, yeah. all that. So you were kind of probably having to wrestle with that. And then you told me that at one point you just had to make a decision. Yeah. You're like, okay, it all kind of came to a head. And then now you're kind of living in that process, but you decided to become better, not bitter, which I think is a great terminology. Mm -hmm. And then through the years you've come to, um, and even your th therapist says, uh, that it, at some point you had to take a, a, you chose a path of fear. I mean, choose a path of love, not fear. Mm -hmm. And so living a, a life without that resentment that you were having to carry or wanting to blame something or that kind of thing, you kind of chose love mm -hmm. and whatever that looked like. Mm -hmm. Because the fear is what you had like a little bit with the parenting and then mm -hmm. you just knew you were familiar yeah. with the fear of that. Right, right. And so now, and now you wear this bracelet that says, what does it say? Only love today. Only love today. So you're like, you're, talk about your path. Let's talk about your path now. Like you are sitting, you are living grief every day. Mm -hmm. So you are choosing. And I think this is what's crazy about life is like so much of life is like, at least for me, I'm realizing like, you choose your day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, I don't have, I haven't lost, I haven't lost a daughter. Mm -hmm. I haven't lost and nothing compared to that. But, um, but I still can find myself having to, I could ha still have a bad day. Mm -hmm. I could still just have a really crappy day actually, mm -hmm. but choosing today and choosing the path of love and choosing the path of all the, you know, like, have you found it to be, um, are you choosing that every day? Is that something you choose every day mm -hmm. or like, or is it just something that you decided and then just like are living that way? Like yeah. describe that, that transition when you were like, I'm not going to live this way anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I, then that goes in with parenting too. Because yeah. at one point Hallie had to drive. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Hallie's oh, two geez. years behind, like yeah. what, a year behind her? Yeah. Year yeah. Behind about a year Maddie? and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not only living a pair of a path of love and all that kind of stuff, but also actually living, not living in fear, mm -hmm. like literally because you had a daughter that was going to drive as well. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, so that's a loaded. Yeah. There's a lot there. Okay. There's a lot there. Okay, yeah. Start, sorry. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Let's start with, um, um, let's start with the, the fact that now you had ha Hallie oh, right yeah. behind there. Okay. And so yeah, in that transition, you obviously still had fear. Yeah. Clearly. Well, yeah. So that when Hallie started to drive and gain independence, because um, she was 15 when the crash happened, um, and so I was still, you know, driving her around. Um, and but when she gained independence at 16, um, it, like PTSD, right? I mean, it. I it came back hard. Um, she, she, you know, you lose control a bit, and and she she was. She was um, starting to to. She, she went through a period where she was making choices that were not the safest. I mean, she 
She got suspended from high school twice. Let's just be put yeah. that out there, you know. Yeah. She <laughs> had stinker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but well, she's probably handling grief too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, she was. I mean, like she was. I mean, it changed her path too. Absolutely, it did. You yeah. know. Um. Sometimes I, you know, it, I mean, what? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I was like, do I send her away to like? You know, boarding school. I mean, I, I, I did not know what to do because, I mean, I was like, I'm not going to lose a second child, right? I mean, yeah. she was, again, she was being a kid. I mean, she, was, she wasn't she was a nun. You know, she was she was, she was was doing what a lot of kids do. But I was like, I can't have my kid. I kept telling her, I cannot have my kid doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, your fear was almost kind of multiplied. Oh, yeah. Before God. I mean, I remember when, I, I think it was like coming home from the hospital. I remember her saying, you know, now you're not going to let me, now that this happened, you're not going to let me have fun. And I was like, oh boy. I thought that was so selfish. Right. <laughs> like, like, like that's the first thing that she's thinking. I mean, literally, but she's right. 15. I mean, right. you know, again, and she's, yeah, she's missing her sister, but I, I, I bet there was a little bit of her that's like, great Maddie. Thanks a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, she's dealing with now, I mean, so she's lost her sister. I mean, and this was her built in best friend. I mean, she, they were, you know, tight. super tight. Um, but now it's her turn to be 16 and how is she going to have fun now, now that her sister has kind of ruined it for her, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and oh my goodness. So here now we're a year and a half later and I'm still deep in grief and it's, I'm like, it's all happening all over again. Mm-hmm. It's all, here we go. And, you know, we started some counseling and, and it was starting to go down the same path. I mean, <laughs> to the point where she actually moved in with her dad for, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for like, well, she only made it like a week or <laughs> okay. she's like, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know, um, but I mean, it, and she was doing exactly what, I mean, she knew that would freak me out and she was mad at me, you know? Right. So that's, that's. Well, she the... saw a kind of your reaction with Maddie when you moved Oh, out, heck so... yeah. You know, we talk about it now. She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what to yeah. do. You know I, what I, I mean? swear it's a de- de- developmental thing. Of course. Okay. You know, and again, it's not, that, of course she loves her dad. So it's not that she was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, she, she pulled out all the tricks, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought for sure this was going down the same path and it's like, oh Jesus, take the wheel, you know, here we go. Um, but we made it through, we made it through that, um, got her involved in a, in an amazing cheer gym where she started, um, training very hard and started getting very, very active in that. And that sort of was the, the she's turnaround. a beaver. She's a beaver cheerleader. She's now. a beaver. Yeah, she's yeah, she she's is like way up there. Yeah, yeah. But she started getting into competitive cheer, and that in that training regimen was, and, and the people there were sort of life changing. Yeah, um, a life changing. Uh, that was a turnaround for her, and that's when she started getting very, very um, focused in life. And and literally, I was I, I remember telling her, well, it's either like boarding school or this cheer gym. I can't afford both. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, and. Um, so she, she was, she just turned, turned things around and it was amazing. It was a dream come true for her. This, this, cheer this gym. high level cheer gym. I mean, it was like literally the name of the cheer team was dream. I mean, it was the dream team, the dream. It was dream and it was a dream come true. It was just amazing. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, that was, that turned things around. Um, but then she went away to college and then 
again, you start losing control again. It's like I officially, all I do is write the checks now. I have no, I have no control. And, um, you know, there's, there's things that, I I don't know what she's doing in college and there's there were some things having to get through yeah so you get through things in college and I I had another moment of oh geez and I had this massive moment of fear and I thought I was gonna lose her I mean I and again not that she was a bad girl but I just I had this this PTSD attack. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was a panic attack. And, 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 um, it, Hallie and I had this moment and it, we didn't, Hallie and I have not had not had very many difficult moments in our relationship. Um, we had a very, very difficult moment and it, it pushed me back into some really, um, um, intense counseling. And, um, and this is when the counselor told me, this this light bulb moment and and she put it out there that there's two different paths there's the the love path and the fear path and they're not the same and this is after I reacted to Hallie and I I mean I I she came home and I was just screaming and 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 just screaming I was so upset and she literally just took her backpack and went back to school she's like "I'm, I'm out and um and I was like wait why'd you leave yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's like, I, I don't, I, you know, it was, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm not going to deal with the screaming. I'm not going to deal with, and, um, and I was bawling, just, just bawling, so scared. So, you know, and, um, and when my counselor said this to me, I, I just, I just stopped and I just, I could see, like, I could see it all. And, and it went back. Paths? Oh my gosh, I could see the paths and I could see back to Maddie and I could see, like, it's like, I had a, I have a choice. I have a choice in how, I have a choice in how I react to things. I have a, and I, and I, and then I just, I thought if this was, the, if that was the last time I ever saw Hallie and I was screaming like that and so upset and it was fear. I mean, I was bawling like, oh, you can't do this to me. I can't lose you. And I was just screaming and I was, it was a peak, you know, it, literally I was talking about Maddie. I'm like, you, you know, I can't lose you too, which probably scared her, you know, cause right. she doesn't want to. Well, what's crazy is that you both are right. Right. Exactly. You're both are right to feel the way you were doing right. in that moment. It just wasn't. Right. But I, I'm the mom. Yeah. I'm the one who's taking control. And yeah. I, you know, I need to, I need to, you're right. We were both right. And she, yeah, she's, she's done her thing too. Hallie's done her work on herself as well. But this was about me. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I left there and I just, like, I could just see, like, the seas parting, you know? It's like, my life has officially changed today. Like, and it's changed every relationship, like, in my life. Like, you think that I, was like a spiritual moment, sort of? It, it was. Okay. It was. It was like the light, the, the light shone down, yeah. shined down yeah. on this path for you. Yeah. It did. Yeah. So how many, wait, how many years was, wait, how long was that? How long ago was that? That was, the light bulb moment? um, about a year and a half ago. Okay. So this was about four years or three years of grief, heavy, three and a half. Mm-hmm. of fear ridden grief, basically. Mm-hmm. Did it go like in the back of your mind, like with how you were going to parent that one time when you wrote that email, you know, mm-hmm. like you were going to parent, um, Maddie differently. Mm-hmm. Did that kind of, Oh yeah. So you were kind of wrestling with that probably mm-hmm. all through that. Like too? I, it, 
like that email was like the parent that I kind of always wanted to be, but oh. didn't know how to be like, like, I'll, like I was so proud of that moment. And I'm so happy that those are my last words. Like, Oh, it, like, I just think the guilt that I would have felt or would still be feeling if I would have written a different email. Right. Yeah. But I'm so happy that those were her last words. I have guilt about mom guilt about many other moments that I wish I could redo. Of course. Right. <clears throat> you know, yeah. But, um, like, I'm doing this for Maddie and Hallie, right? I mean, I, I kind of look at heaven, like this glass ceiling, like she's looking down going, yeah, like mom, you're doing it. Like I can do this and I, I can do this, Maddie. Like I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for your sister. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I got this, you know, like, um, it's never too late to change. Right. It's never too late. Um, and I just think about even like relationships um whether it be um just just other interpersonal relationships that I've had and and just 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 the fear just just and and how they it's controlled you know I mean this is about parenting and and but that one in particular just just how much it's just ruled um it's taken over and and now I mean, I just, I mean, and Hallie will say, you're just a different person. And I think, I know my friends, um, my close friends would say the same thing. You're just like, you're, you're different. Like we're, we're so proud of you. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's palatable. You got through a huge hump. Yeah. And then on a different path. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about more about that light bulb moment, like fear and love. So like, I think what you thought was fear was love. Right. Yeah. I, I felt like, way, yeah, parent, it protected love, yeah. like fear. You know what I mean? Like it was, I thought fear was like this, like you're guarding. Like a control. Yeah. So yeah, you like you're controlling. control or mm-hmm. you're letting go. So it was about control. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I just thought they were all gobbled together. Like all, like you had to control, you had like that all protected love. Like I had to protect love. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because, well, I mean, I would say that people that haven't lost in that depth that you have mm-hmm. probably can't see it that way. Right. Because we're on the other, like, on the other, like, we haven't experienced that, like, he, like, to, gone to that level of, like, seeing it so distinctly. Mm-hmm. It's probably still intertwined. Right. Which is why it's fascinating to talk about because it's, like, it's polar opposite for you. Right. Your path is clear in that way. Right. Well, the truth is, I have zero control. I mean, I lost my daughter. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's the one well, thing we I... we walk around thinking that we do have control. Well, right. I thought I did. Literally... I have been a control freak. You could talk to... I mean, anybody will tell you I am... I was a control freak. And I'm like, yeah. So? I mean, that's good, right? Yeah. No. It's not good. I mean, now I look around and I'm like... I just kind of look around going, so what? Like, yeah, okay, what? Who cares? I mean, I... Even yeah. at, you know, at work and whatever. I just... I don't, I don't care where we go to dinner. I don't care that my house is a little bit messy. I don't care if you take that account at work. I don't care. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, I have a different way of looking at life. I don't care. Like the things that are important, that were important are not important anymore. I mean, I still have a lot of things that are hugely important and, you know, I still, I'm, you know, successful at work and I'm, you know, I, but I just like, it just changes you. And because I have no control, like I, I... So had you kept living in that way of like control and fear, you th- you think that you would have sunk down deeper? Yeah. And- I, I, I mean, it just, it scares me like what would I have become, you know? And, and, and it, 
I would I would never trade. Obviously, I would never trade what happened for right. this change. I mean, yeah. what do they say? Great, um, uh, great heartache um, can change your lens. You know, lens in life. Yeah. Um, great. Um, you know, for sure, my lens has been changed. Um, um, but I, yeah, I never understood. I clearly can see how little control I have. Again, when you lose a child, you realize that you have no control. I mean, I could lose Hallie tomorrow, honestly, and it's not because I didn't parent her well. It's not because I didn't give her all the tools in the world. There's a... It's all been it's all been predestined, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and all, so yeah. all I can do, all I can do is love her. It's all yeah. I can do. All I can do is be, you know, if one of my friends was, you know, to pass away tomorrow, all I can do is be the best friend I can be. All I can do, I just went to a funeral for a coworker. It was the most amazing guy. I mean, I. I he was so amazing and he was so kind to everybody at work and the people that she, you could just tell that the people who showed up, I mean, he was salt of the earth, amazing. And you know, you can't hide anything when you die. Right. I mean, there's yeah. nothing there's, you know, I tell, I used to tell the girls that I'm like, you know, there's, there's, it's all out on the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I just try and live my life. I mean, I, I just try and live, live it softer. Um, you know, um, kinder. I try and just be more present. Um, but realizing that I have no control. So now it's so freeing. I mean, it's so freeing. I feel like, I feel like just this elephant's off my back and I'm just like, I'm just different. And, and it's, it's so like, I, it's that, that thing in my stomach is gone. And I feel like, I mean, I should, Grief is still there, Maddie. I'm like, I will always grieve Maddie. But it has changed me. Like, no good has come out of Maddie's death. I think the good comes in how you decide to live after. after. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And right. I, no good has come from her death. It's how it's the choice that you make, make to make that good. Mm-hmm. To make what? Life good life after. Life good after. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing... Um, that's a powerful statement, you know? And I think like in this world, I feel like I always kind of feel like I'm not, I don't feel wired in this world. Like my beat doesn't goes to a different drum in this way. It's like control for me is like, I have, I like to think I have control in certain areas, but I'm not very motivated by having control. Right. So like making choices and being like, well, it's, you know, so much about what you accomplish mm-hmm. is about like what choice you make to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that it gets sketchy when you think that you have a certain amount of control in your choices. Mm-hmm. Part of, I think too, about choosing is also a surrender. Yes, for sure. So if choice could be made as the word surrender or control versus surrender, you know, it's an easier word to... Yeah, I like that. It's an easier word to live by. Yeah. I don't know. So... I like that. Okay, you like that? Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like I'm it. I'm using that. <laughs> yeah, so like, you've surrendered. I have surrendered. Yeah, yeah. I really... Yeah. Well, yeah. 
yeah, it used to, yeah, that's right. Isn't that, mm-hmm, that's good. Yeah. Surrender. You surrendered because, um, and that's how the love kind of can go. Mm-hmm. You can go in that way. It's mm-hmm. like, just let it go. Well, and I think some of it, like, and started back, even like when, when Maddie left to spend time with her dad. Yeah. That, doesn't that sound so much better than running away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I sort of surrendered to it back then. Like, I just, like, I could have, I could have driven over there and pulled her, you know, tried to pull her back or whatever, but it's like, no, let's just, let's try to look at this as positive. You know, her absence makes her grow fonder. Um, uh, you know, um, a, a break will be good because we've never had a break, you know, but, you know, so some of that, um, that starting to surrender then, I mean, I, I yeah. look back at it, like, I feel like it started then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for you sure. That's not, I wasn't much of a surrenderer. I mean, I was like, grab onto it, you know, control, control freak. Like, you know, I gotta, it has to be my way and I'm, I'm the one raising these children and you know what I mean? Which is an easy no, yeah, thing to right. submit to. Right. I mean, you're, sole responsibility yeah and you're also passionate mm-hmm. yeah um it's just such a slippery slope in that way absolutely yeah so like now being where you are just to like sum up kind of the situation of like where you are now and how far you've come in your journey with this like do you think that um like what is some advice for somebody Obviously, there's people that have not lost the way that you have lost, you know. Um, what's some advice of living our days now? Like, and people that are in hardship. Mm-hmm. So, like, two questions. Mm-hmm. People, what could you say to somebody that is in true, true hardship that is just, like, what you experienced where you basically had to, like, somehow get up every day? Mm-hmm. Where you were, like, gravel to the ground, basically, like, what is something that you could give advice to? Like, it sounded like having community was mm-hmm. huge. Just mm-hmm. get some community around you. Yeah. Um, what else helped you get through that? Just yeah. The- I, I mean, community is so huge. I mean, finding people who are willing to sit with you in, in the darkness, right? In mm-hmm. the, And it's not really, I mean, I, I always say, like, I don't, I don't like to give advice because, um, Everybody's Everyone's so different, different right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, find your people. And then don't be afraid. I mean, I know I don't want to be negative, but, I mean, don't be afraid to to walk away from certain people because there are people. I mean, I, I have this amazing group of, unfortunately, angel mamas, yeah. bereaved mamas, and they are the best. But, you know, there there's several of them that have had, had to you know, walk away from some family or friends that just, that have different expectations for them or it's just not healthy for them to be around right now. You know, is it mostly that people trying to control their grief? I think so. Or they just, yeah. Or judge or, you know, I think, yeah, it's like, you know, why are they posting that or why? And I think it's really uncomfortable. I think they think, oh, they're spiraling. Like I, a lot of times I think um, people think, oh, they're posting about that. They're spiraling out of control. It's like, well, no, I'm actually grieving the way I need to grieve. And I'm keeping my, my daughter's name alive, you know, and I'm speaking about them. Like if I post, I'm talking about Maddie the same way I talk about Hallie. Um, Mm -hmm. and I want to do that and don't judge me for it. And you like a lot of, I remember for, for a while, 
and I post quite a bit about Maddie and like maybe somebody would like everything every everything I would post except for things that oh you know what I mean yeah. except for except for the things I post about Maddie. Maddie you know it's like oh I I see you yeah you yeah, know what I mean I see that flag uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah so and it's just like really you know yeah it's it's you're so you're you're judging me you know and no I'm not spiraling out of control actually I'm grieving the way I need to grieve mm-hmm. and maybe it's not the way you would I know the way you grieve because I was there when you grieved somebody very important to you and I'm not so sure that was the best way to grieve either but let's just not judge and we'll just love each other only love today you know it so. almost is like Fear breeds fear. Absolutely. I think that's so true. Because here's the thing. People want to fix. You can't fix grief. People want to, and I think that's, people think they're going to catch it too. You can't catch grief. It's not a sickness. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, and, and I will say it's hard. It's really, really hard to, to, to sit and just like, the best, best advice I can give to, to a friend or to family members is don't try and fix it and don't tell them that they're in a better place. <laughs> don't tell, oh, yeah. because guess what? <laughs> the best place you can be is in the arms of your mama. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't, and, and, you know, just, there, there's so many things like. Wait, people said that she was in a better place? Oh, yeah. And, and they've said it with, with good intentions, but, you know, or at least you have Hallie. She's in a better, she's okay, but I'm not okay. Yeah. But. Or at least you, you know, at least you have Hallie. Well, yeah, I'm so happy that I have Hallie, but do you know what you just said? I mean, you know, just things that people, so just don't don't say anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So just sit with me in darkness and love on me and you know what? And say their name. Don't be afraid. Like we still put a stocking up for Maddie and we still, you know, we still do things and, and maybe you wouldn't do them. But don't scoff at me and don't judge me and don't, you know. Yeah. So find your people. Find your people. Find your people. No matter what your situation mm-hmm. is, find your people. Find your people. Surrender you know? yep. the control. Surrender the control. And you saying too, um, like you like, like sitting in your grief almost kind of helps you propel you to the next step. Right. Don't be afraid to sit in your grief. I mean, don't, for me, that was so like, it was so important because um, I think, well, here's here's one of my things. I made a decision early on, <clears throat> and I don't judge anybody else. This is what I did. Okay. I, first, <laughs> right when everything happened, everybody wanted to, um, my doctor called me. The first thing she wanted to do was give me sleeping pills, yeah. which is good. I mean, for some people, but thank mm-hmm. God I sleep well. Um, yeah. Um, and everybody wants to bougie up, right? Yeah. So I made numb a decision, right? Numb the pain. I had made a decision early on that I was going to do neither. So I I have a lot of access to alcohol and booze. I work in the industry. But I decided early on I was never going to drink alone. So I... Um, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a social drinker. I can I have no problems with alcohol. I, but I was never going to drink alone. So I was never going to, I mean, alcohol is a depressant, right? Let's just be honest. So I never wanted to get into a situation where I was sitting at home drinking uh-huh. my blues away, you know, yeah. my, and, and numbing myself. So I am just fine. And usually I just have a, you know, a, a two drink minute maximum. And when I'm out with my friends and I'm totally good because I don't want, I don't want 
alcohol to control my, this is just me personally, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. don't want to numb myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, and that's what part, maybe the part where you said to, to Maddie that you were going to grieve this. Fully. Right, right. Exactly. So, and I, and I am again, that I not that judging was your it. Path. That was my thing. Yes. Like I, I wasn't, I wanted to feel it. I was going to feel it and I felt it. I did not, you know, I didn't take any, um, actually I think in the very first, um, I took some, some sort of a panic, like to list panic attack. Panic, yes. I like can't remember a, what it was. Like an anti-anxiety yes, or something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, for a bit. Um, and, but then I, after like a month or so I stopped taking it. Um, but I just wanted to feel it. I really wanted to feel it. And sometimes it was really, really dark and really, really hard. And sometimes I didn't get out of bed and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's okay. Um, I felt it. And you know what? Sometimes I still don't get out of bed. There's weekends where I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, I like it's a song will hit me and it'll bring me to my knees. Is it like or, just yet? Like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it really is. It's so weird. I mean, it's been five years and in three months and it's like I mean I it I still feel like yeah I just I still it's gonna feel like be it just a life happened. it's gonna be a lifelong yeah. thing. Yeah. But on the other hand I feel like she's right here. I mean I think love is one of those things that obviously has no distance. It's it, it doesn't it defies time. I mean when I mean I, I, I do feel like she's super present and I keep her present in these talks that I do at schools and and with Clackamas County and I say, you know, I always tell people one of the reasons I, I do these talks is so I can say your name 50 times in, in one night and not look like a complete, you know, psycho. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> you know what oh I mean? Oh my gosh. Maddie, yeah. Maddie, 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 Maddie. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because it's like, oh. Yeah. Just all. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. It's so, super selfish that I do it. No, <laughs> you know it's not. No. <laughs> because you're not, you, there's no, you don't have to explain yourself. Well, right. She's not here anymore. Yeah. She, you know, here's. This one graduate, this one, you know, yeah, exactly. that whole conversation yeah. of right. where is the other one? Yeah. What's she up to? Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. get to have just a free for all and not have to explain yourself. Exactly. Oh yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. When, um, so I lost, um, I have two moms. I lost one and, um, I always felt like for me, um, like for me loss, um, so it's been like eight nine years now or so. And, um, I feel like, you know, like to me it was so, it's so surreal. Like when someone's here and then someone's not like just the dramatic actual them yeah. being there and not like mm-hmm. that whole thing. It's like you quit. I have questioned like, well, did that person ever exist? Mm-hmm. Like just those are like little logical weird thoughts that yes. I have. like how do, how is there proof that that person ex- like existed? And I almost feel like of course they did. Like mm-hmm. I can go look at her stuff. I can go, you know, it's there. I mean, she was there, but it was just, it's such a harsh reality when they're gone, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I know that she's in heaven. I know all these things, but, and I feel that, but I also felt like I, I've, I, as I've lost a couple more people since then, I've come to realize like they're, your your human body is just such a small part of who you are. Like right. their physical presence is so there like when that person is gone there's like a like a actual space mm-hmm. gone on the earth yeah so where like their physical presence has taken up a space and that space is forever empty on earth right where does that 
thing go mm-hmm. that was there. It yeah. goes somewhere. Yeah. For some reason, that just like the logic comfort, of yeah. brought me comfort. Yeah. Does and that... Maddie's was huge. I will say. Okay. Like her, the... the impact that she left here is enormous. Like she, when she was here on earth, like, like I said earlier, her, when she was in a room, everybody knew it. Like yeah. she had this presence, this, this. Big. Big. I mean, she was, she had this fiery red hair and this, like, this, this, just this fiery, amazing presence that, oh my gosh. I mean, people still stop me. Um, the last couple times I've talked to, for the Clackamas County MIP panel, I mean, gr- girl, she was a, um, outdoor school counselor and sh- three girls, the last three classes, um, she stopped me and said, Maddie was my outdoor school counselor. She changed my life. Like, you know, um, I I mean, I, people still stop me and they're like, she, I I only had one encounter with her. You know, I, I remember when I, when she was, I don't know, maybe sixth or seventh grade, we would see people that she went to school with like at, I think we were at, um, office depot one time and she like kind of hid behind the it was just an awkward stage, like hid behind the, you know, some, I don't know, some computer or whatever. I'm like, oh, go say hello. And she's like, no, I don't want to know. And then by the time she got to high school, she would like, we'd see somebody, she'd like jump, hi, you know, just be so like, I mean, go out of her way to say hello to anybody. Like yeah. even if it, you know, it didn't matter who it was. Um, she had this, she, she loves special needs kids. Oh my gosh. She had this special like place in her heart for special needs kids. She, I mean, she loved she loved everyone, and people felt it. I mean, she and it was genuine. I mean, like she, so it's like she just went through this metamorphosis. I'm like, oh my gosh, like who, where, who are you? Like she yeah. just loved to make people feel loved, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and uh, it, it was pretty special. So she really left her mark on this earth, and I feel so that presence you're talking about. Like yeah. I feel like we feel it, but then she's left that with so many people. I mean, <clears throat> and you know. Teenage, teenage death is hard. I mean, we lost a couple people in high school, and I still like I still have their their, you know, their faces etched in in my my mind. I know exactly. I, I yeah. still think about them, and it's right. it just leaves. It's very very difficult, and and I know it left it. She left her mark on this community, big time. Um, but she's she's still here. I mean, she is here, and she. She's not, uh, she's not done, (laughs) you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, she's living out her life in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And we always just, you know, Maddie used to say she wanted to be the first girl in the, um, major league hall of fame. Well, that's not going to happen, but, (laughs) (laughs) but she's going, she's definitely my hall of fame and she's definitely, she's, she's, she's making impact. She's impacting lives and she's saving lives, you know, through the work that we're doing. Yeah. Let's um, talk like, yeah. um, as we kind of tie things up too, I mean, I thought it was going to be the fear and the love path, but we, I get that. But also just the practicality of your, you are passionate about safe driving. Yeah. Like you're, you did a, what's all that? Well, yeah. Well, so that's just part of the healing too that I've yeah. done. And, and you talk about the, um, you know, one of the things you can do, and, and maybe that goes back to, to what you can do during the grief process and healing. One of the things that I did immediately was it's like, I just, I looked at, you know, how can I, I needed to get out of the house and I needed to figure out how I could connect with people or what I could do to, you know, keep, make her story count in yeah. the sense of like, 
yeah, create, create impact or, or change or, and I started Googling, well, car crashes. It's like, you know, and I, not only did I find out that there's a lot of car crashes that happen up on Pete's Mountain Road, but I also found out that car crashes are the leading cause of death amongst teens in the U.S., and they have been for years. Um, and then I started, you know, finding out that researching, I mean, cars are obviously um, safer than they've ever been. So right. car crashes should be on the decline amongst teens because the cars are safer than they've ever been. So I started, we started doing research and finding out that it's the behaviors – behind, the, behind wheel. the wheel and inside the car that are killing teens um so um and both as drivers and passengers i mean the the number of passengers in, in the car um, has a huge direct effect on on car crashes because that's one of the leading causes of distraction so even so like as a parent with new kids driving maybe saying you know for the first year or six months just you drive well there is a there is a law oh there is a law there is a law yeah there is a law and i think it's six months at least it used to be um and you know a lot of i before this i didn't know really why that was that law was in effect it's because the (laughs) passengers are the number one distraction right right so there's a law that you can't have um you can't have pass- other passengers in the car, I think, besides your family. So, like, your brother or sister or whatever. Okay. Which is actually interesting because um, there, I read about this car crash where there was um, a brother driving. And he had um, his two sisters and a brother. And they all died. So, oh. I mean, I just would encourage parents to think about that, too. It's like, you know, you put all your eggs in one basket. Is that you're, you have a brand new driver and they have all your... Kids, kids in, there. in the car, so you that's lost something all of them. you lost all. You lost she all lost of them. All, oh so God. it's something that um, I, I I question whether that's this. You know, just think about that as, as you're putting all your kids behind in the car. Yeah, because it's about we it's about hours behind the wheel. You know, and so there's a reason that that law is in effect, and a lot of parents don't know why that law is in effect, um, and they don't. Um, they're not. Um, they're not enforcing it. So, anyway, that's why that was in effect. Okay. So, um, it, so anyways, um, wh- one of the things I did was I um, got involved in um, in speaking, mm-hmm. and um, in I'm on the board of Oregon Impact, um, where we um, we talk to schools and um, pre-prom um, assemblies and MIP panels to youth, um, uh, distracted driving. Obviously. No texting. No texting. No seatbelts. Seatbelts. No drinking, driving. No what about even driving. like music? Like engaging yeah. parents to totally concert in the cars. You know, I mean, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live. Um, no one can see my finger right now, but I'm pointing at our hill that right behind my head, and the teenagers that zoom down that hill with the yeah. music just going crazy. Okay, first of all, I'm just. I can't believe I'm saying those words because I was totally that teenager. But, like, yeah. it's true. It's just, like, shocking when you see these kids just – how how would I even drive? I don't even – I mean – I know. You know what? And, again, I, it's not a shame thing, but here, this is another thing I, I didn't mention earlier. But, again, I, I was actually in a high-risk driving class in the same hospital that Maddie died in a year and a half before her crash. Wait, so you were in a high-risk driving? Like, what is that? Like, so I'd gotten three tickets in a very short period of time. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I and I got the ticket driving right down Willamette Falls Drive. Well, everyone gets a ticket from Willamette Falls Drive. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's. I remember being in that class, and thinking, I, I changed everything. Like I, I was introduced to. I mean, paraplegics, ashes, sun, sun and ashes. I, I, it, the things that I learned in that class, I'm like, I came home and I was in tears, just devastated. I'm, I, the things that I saw in that eight-hour high-risk driving class, and I literally said to my kids, it's done. Like, I would text and drive. Oh, without, I mean, I didn't think twice about it. I would, I mean, I was the most, I am um, very ADD. Like multitasking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, like, literally probably type, you know, six-page emails as I'm driving down the street. I mean, I was hideous. I mean, hideous. I mean, yeah. Single mom. You know, yeah. I can plan that. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, I was bad. And, um, you know, my kids have been back. Mom, you're swerving. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, well, just a second. You know? Almost um, done here. Oh, yeah, yeah. almost done. I mean, it, it was disgusting. And um, I literally was like, I'm done. I'm done after that class. And But you know what? It was too late. My kids were, um, you know, 13 and 15, and I had demonstrated, you know, 15 years of bad behavior. So guess what? They learned that bad behavior. So yeah. I, I am, again, I am the first one to raise my hand and say, I, I am, I, I, I mean, how, what, what are the chances? And then we're in the hospital. I mean, I remember pulling up going, oh, I remember this place all too well. And I, so all, you know, I was part of the problem and now I want to be part of the solution, right? That's all I can do. And, and, and again, I, 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 I never want to shame. I, I, I like to tell my story and tell it honestly um, and just hope that um, hope that by telling it honestly, um, um, maybe people will listen. And people hope, will uh, listen because so. we you're not the only one out there doing that. Yeah. I mean, have I done that? Yeah, I still do. I mean, I still have to tell myself not to, to like, to put yeah. the phone down, yeah. you know, and um, – and just knowing that there's little eyes watching me and those kind of things, like it's still a choice. It's a habit. It's yeah. a choice. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a choice I fight against. Yep. Um, yeah. So you're not alone. And if anyone's willing to admit, I mean, thank you for your vulnerability and honesty to to be the person to do that. You know, yeah. just to say, look, this is what I was doing, and you know, there you go. Um, but in this case, I mean, speed. Obviously, I mean, that was just like, um, you know, kids behind the wheel. I mean, kids behind the wheel. When I first got my license, um, you know, I had done some, like, my dad would take me driving. Like, we lived kind of in the outskirts a little bit, and he would kind of take me driving around the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. And um, But the car, like, I never had done, like, night driving. Mm-hmm. And the first time, my parents did say, you know, you can't have anyone in the car. Well, of course I had people in the I mean, right. I drove the whole Bible city, mm-hmm. you know, like ironically, yeah. to get ice cream. And I didn't even know how to turn on the lights in my car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just, again, like, I find, too, it's like, you, you know, you say, I w- you know, how ironic about, you know, knowing all this information making sketchy choices with phones you know in your car mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff it's like but then I think how much do I need to teach my kid that I don't know that I haven't taught right 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 I mean I'm sure my dad would have said hey this is how you turn the lights on in the car when you're you know going on the highway right like just so much of that yeah you know yeah. talk about surrender oh God. yeah it's like, yeah 
Oh, this <laughs> our new word. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I mean just a a lot to have to just let go of. We are right. And you are being proactive with your grief, and also sitting in your grief and just being in grief and living your life, and it's pretty um, inspirational to see someone in this situation that you that you've that you're in and that you're in and doing what you're doing. I mean, it's pretty inspiring. And I hope that everyone listening um, is able to walk away with just more knowledge on on how to deal with life struggles and just what comes your way and to get the community around you that you need. Um, Educate yourself, educate your kids. Um, What else do we want to you can get out of the gravel. You can get out of bed when you're ready. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to stay in bed on the days don't that you need to. Don't be afraid to stay in bed those days that you need to. Um, you know, and grief comes in waves, right? I mean, yeah. that's the other thing. Like, don't be, if you get swallowed up one day, I mean, don't think you're going to stay there. You're going to get up, you know. It's going to. You're going to come out of it. You're going to come out of it. Um, yeah, you're going to come out of it. And, um, again, it's it's. It's trying to find, um, trying to find, as we said earlier, um, there's nothing good that comes out of death. There's nothing, there's nothing. And, and there's nothing early, good that comes out of death. There's really nothing good that comes out of death. I, I know the, the paper did this article on the silver lining of Maddie's death um, um, early on. And because she, she did, um, she donated her organs and it saved five lives, right? And I remember thinking, it sounds like there's the silver lining of her death. And I did, I, I was really kind of, it, Irritated? Irritated. It's like, because that made, made it sound like there's a silver lining of her death. And I thought, but yeah, ick. Yeah. Right? It doesn't ring, that no. doesn't ring right Mm-mm. to me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Someone so, that wrote that had not experienced. No, no. And it was just, it was just an, um, an ucky, ucky um, headline. But again, it's, it's, this is all I, I, all I have is what I have, right? All we have is, I have the after. I can't get the before back. Yeah. There's no do-overs. Trust me, the dreams, I have dreams about. You know, I have this lovely dream that she's. I'm watching her play softball, and it's like I have this moment of like, do I wake up or don't? Because she's still alive in my dream. Oh my god! You know, I have, and then I wake up, and then you wake up all you know pissed off because yeah, <laughs> he's like, like, oh no, yeah. he's not here. But um, all I have is this, and so I have to do. I have to just every day make a choice and and live in love and and um and you know, there's moments that I. I that I live and love better than than other days, but truly, I just really try and um, um, to, to live li- live and love every day. And 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 the days that I don't, then I think then about I, it. Doing the next day, exactly. You I do can. better. Yeah, I, I I try and do better. And then um, yeah, and some days, and it's truly, truly, truly a choice. It is a oh, it's a choice. It's truly, it's a, a choice. choice. And also I wanted to touch on before we end too is that the people that have um, supporting someone in grief. Yes. Okay, number one, don't talk someone out of grief. Oh, please don't. Please don't do that. Number two, mention that person's name. Say their name. Say Say their their name. name. Say their name. (laughs) Talk about their name. Ask them what their favorite color was. Talk about them. Tell funny stories. Let them tell them their funny stories. Let's just say, tell me about... Your loved one. Tell me 
Tell me more about that. It's so courageous. I mean, I... It's so courageous when someone asks that? When somebody will talk about your child. I mean, it's so courageous. It's, you know, I've had strangers come up and I mean that don't know me well but know the story and they're like I just want to I just want to talk about Maddie for a second I'm like I love you I don't even know you but I love you like they they have so much courage to come like they know the story and they've wanted to talk to me for a while maybe and I'm like I don't even think I'm that courageous, right? Right. I mean... Well, you probably are now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. You probably would but now. that's so huge because it's so... I mean, trust me, there are people... I mean, and, and this is... It's normal. I mean, but, you know, you see someone in the grocery store and this happens so much at the at the beginning, but... And you make eye contact and they're like... And they, you know, go down the yeah. next aisle because it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. You, no one knows what to say. But sometimes... Sometimes just a hug, and and I know what you're thinking. You know, just give me eye contact, give me a hug, and, and that you don't need to say anything. Or, yeah. I don't need the hug right now, but you know what I mean. Don't I'm run your friends. Away, don't run away from the awkward yeah. if you can. Yeah, face it, and give the person a hug. Um, what else not to do? What else not to do? Um, just I mean, don't judge, don't shame, don't, don't judge, yeah. don't shame, yeah. don't assume, don't. Oh, here we go. Don't fix it oh don't don't even and don't beat yeah don't beat yourself up people put pressure on themselves and it can ruin relationships because you want to fix it so bad i mean especially men want to fix it right Right, Uh, right, men are fixers right so but you're never going to fix it you can't fix fix grief no you can't fix it sit with someone in in the grief and to sit someone with their grief really just is listening yeah not talking someone out of anything I mean, you could show to someone's door and be like, hey, let's watch a show. Yeah. Let's just sit here. Yeah. Um, my daughter, she's like, um, she happens to be an introvert as well. And, um, you know, a lot of what I've realized, because she's an internal processor, so there's really nothing I can do to fix yeah. it. Because she has to make that decision on her own, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. she has to come up with it on her own. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times that I'm helping her with her friendships or helping her with her school stuff or helping her helping so-called quote, quote, it's me just like, man, that must stink. Mm-hmm. And literally yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. There is no fixing it. Yeah. And actually you're helping them. Yeah. You are fixing right. it. Right. In a sense. Like, yeah. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and talking about Maddie and, and Hallie and your life and just – giving hope to those who are in grieving or just having in a tough spot, having to make a choice of their every day to surrender, um, what they can't control. And you are the ultimate example of that. I mean, you are an amazing mom, dedicated Mm -hmm. mom. Um, you, that was, I mean, that is your passion and, and you are living that life without, with, with, with parenting someone who's in heaven. And, um, and that is just, uh, it speaks volumes to people and just you being able to come here and just opening your heart. I just thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having thank you, me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank and those you. who are listening, um, uh, get the community, um, yes. help someone around you open your eyes, surrender, love, 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 only love today. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, 
and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support this topical life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com front slash this topical life. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories on this topical life. Because life ain't a vacation. <laughs>